Are you a parent in business that wants to learn digital marketing the right way? So you've got an amazing business and you want to shout it from the rooftops. You want everyone to know about it and you want to generate consistent revenue. You love the idea of your business working for you whilst you are busy making memories with your family. The one thing stopping you is digital marketing. From SEO to blogging, from creating your own digital courses to creating podcasts that parents will love. My Bumped Baby has the solution. We have launched our Digital Marketing Academy and it is designed for parent-focused business owners to grow and scale their business with ease. Our academy can be accessed from anywhere on any device, which means as a busy parent in business, you can learn on the go with our bite-sized straight-to-the-point videos. Join us today by visiting the link below and have seven-day free trial on us to see if the area is right for you. Click the link under this podcast to start benefiting today and access our training right away. We look forward to seeing you in there and teaching you everything you need to know about digital marketing for parent-focused businesses. Did you know that My Bump to Baby began as a blog that I started during maternity leave? Now, My Bump to Baby is one of the UK's leading pregnancy to preschool platforms. I'm Carla Lett and I am the founder of My Bumped Baby and I am so excited to now be able to offer training on how to blog successfully online. You may well be a mum and you are dreading returning to work after maternity leave or you might want to just work flexibly around your family. You could even be a business and you want to learn how to leverage your blog for ultimate success. Whatever you are looking for when it comes to blogging, I can help. You can join my blogging email list where you'll get loads of freebies, checklists and everything you can think of when it comes to blogging. You can join my blogging mailing list via www.mybump2baby.com forward slash blog subscribe. You can also access the link under this podcast. Hello and welcome to my Bump to Baby Expert podcast, where we bring experts from all over the UK to answer your questions on everything pregnancy to preschool. Today, I am joined by the lovely family law solicitor, Zanaria Webster from Parfit Cresswell. And we're going to be talking all about civil partnerships. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Bumped Babies Expert podcast. Today, I am joined by the lovely Zanaria Webster from Parfit Cresswell. Um, she's a family law solicitor and we're going to be talking all about civil partnerships. So hello, Zanaria. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Carla. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's good to have you back because we have previously talked about child mm. arrangements, um, which was a really useful podcast. But yeah, we're going to be talking on a different subject today, picking <laughs> your brains on that. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, good to be back. Thank you for inviting me. No problem, no problem. So, so Zanaria, today we're going to talk about civil partnerships. So mm. we'll get started with a couple of questions I've got for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what is a civil partnership? So um, a civil partnership can best be described as a form of legal relationship between two people, and it's now available to both same-sex and opposite-sex couples. What it does is that it gives the relationship legal recognition and is quite similar to a marriage in that respect, except for minor differences, civil partnerships are not formed by vows at the ceremony. Um, some couples view marriages as archaic um, and a way of women submitting themselves to men and, and suggesting a, an imbalance of power or rights. And by having a civil partnership, um, these couples can redress that imbalance so that it, both parties are more at an equal level playing field. How do civil partnerships differ from marriage then, Zanaria? Um, so I think more the differences more or less lies in the principles of a civil partnership rather than any sort of um, process or tools. Um, as I said earlier, most couples feel that they want to redress that imbalance of power by having a civil partnership. Um, some of the main differences, though, is that civil partnerships are entirely civil events And these partnerships can be conducted through either a civil or a marriage ceremony, but it's a secular event. So we don't necessarily have to have it done in a place of worship. Um, Civil partners are issued with a civil partnership certificate, whereas marriages are issued with marriage certificates. Um, In regards to separation, marriages are ended by a divorce. So a married couple will uh, obtain a divorce order, whereas civil partners, um, um, separation is ended by um, a dissolution order. Um, There are differences in terms of ceremonies, but I find that um, if a if a person if a couple were getting married in a registry office and going through that process, they don't necessarily need to have the fanfare, so to speak, of having a big wedding. Um, but civil partnerships are a lot more, um, I, I would say, low key because it's removing any of those um, fanfares. But again, it's up to the couple. But that's those are the main differences between them. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So how is a civil partnership then created? Is that something you guys do? Um, that's actually something done through your local registry office. So the administrative process is very similar to marriages, whereby couples have to give 29 days notice before a civil partnership. Um, and the notice must be given by each partner anywhere within the local authority in which he she or they have lived for the previous seven days. Um, The notices display the name, the date of birth, gender, occupation, the period of residence, the place where the civil partnership is going to be formed, the nationality and the registration authority of both parties. And these details are recorded in an electronic register. Similarly, if either party are subject to any form of immigration control, then notice has to be given at a designated registration authority. So you still have to go through this administrative process um, before you can um, have a, a civil partnership. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. And and I'm I'm is it a civil partnership only with one other person? Or? Yes, it is yeah. with one other person who can be same sex 
or recently it's now opposite sex uh, couples can have civil partnerships. Okay, and sorry to throw you a bit off here, um, but <laughs> but um, in regards to if someone has had a civil partnership with someone else, do they have to go through the dissolution? Is that yes, they called? do. Before, yes, because yeah. yes, so they have to give um, notice of whether they've had a dissolution order with regards okay. to any previous civil partnerships, and the reason for that is because a civil partnership is a legally binding union. And because of that, you have to, it's, it's akin to bigamy, I suppose, if you were to have more than one civil partnership. So you have to um, disclose whether you've been in a civil partnership before and provide the dissolution order before you embark on another civil partnership. Okay. And and so we've talked about how, you well, we've kind of covered, obviously, the dissolution. But in, in regards to ending a civil partnership, is there any mm. How how does that work? So the app the application process is exactly the same as a, as a divorce, right? But the terminology is different. So either party can start the application for a dissolution order. Um, since the new laws came into place in April this year, there is no longer a need to prove to prove fault in a dissolution, mm -hmm. which is great. So all you need to prove is that the civil partnership has broken down and the application can now be made online. And it can either be made as a sole application, so one person make it, or a joint application. And the reason for this new law was to remove any animosity and negativity surrounding dissolutions or divorce. So it makes the process, I, I don't want to use the word pleasant, but you know, there are other things that need to be considered upon a breakdown of any relationship, such as finances or children matters. And by having a no fault um, system, um, it allows the parties more time to focus on the other things such as finances and children. Yeah, because, yeah, I totally understand that, really, because if you're just both, you know, no longer happy, yeah. you know, instead of blame, having to, you know, blame someone else for something, it's just mm. probably a, a nicer way to kind of do it, really. Yeah, it is. I mean, I I found that before the, the act came into force, um, there were couples who didn't qualify for two years separation, for example, and they had to rely on unreasonable behavior for a reason as, as a dissolution. Mm -hmm. And it was awful because you have to find reasons why your partner has behaved in such a way that you can no longer tolerate their behavior and the effects that it has had on you. And, you know, emotionally and mentally, you're still going through the process of of coming to terms with the ends of that partnership. And to add to that, finding reasons. And, you, you know, if, if a person has gone through domestic abuse or any form of controlling or coercive behavior, it just makes that process a lot more difficult to get through because you're having to think, how is that person going to respond to it? And how is it going to affect um, how we deal with the finances? Are they going to be retaliatory when it comes to the children arrangements? So it removes all of that. And it's a big thing to remove against, you know, and anyone who's gone through that process will understand that sort of negativity. Wow. You know, what you said then, it actually made a lot of sense. I was thinking, obviously, if you're both in a, a, an agreement that the relationship be over, should be over but again like you said abuse side of things you, you some people would be terrified to kind yeah, of exactly. raise that so mm -hmm. oh that that's that's a real um 
great thing this this no fault side of things then mm, definitely so let's talk about then what legal rights civil partners do have then okay so the law is governed by um the divorce dissolution and separation act of 2020 that came into force this april which is the new no fault um um law um civil partners have the same rights as married couples so for example just to look at uh, state pensions, for example, um, as long as um, a same sex or opposite sex civil partners reach state pension age before um, 6th of April 2016, then they are treated the same as men who are married to women, irrespective of their gender. So even if they change genders, they would still have the same rights, um, meaning that they can be eligible for lowest rate basic state pension based on their civil partners' national insurance contributions. Um, but this is obviously on the proviso that their civil partner was born after 5th of April 1950. Um, in terms of other rights, they still have the same rights as other married couples They're under the same laws um, in terms of wills. So in the event of one were to demise, um, I'm not too vast on private, you know, wills matters. That's a, one for my other colleagues. Um, yes. But they will have the same rights if their um, civil partner were to die. So without a will, then the surviving civil partner would be a beneficiary under their estate. So it's a big thing to, wow. to have in this country. Yeah, wow. Obviously, we would always recommend doing a will because there's mm. a lot of different side of things. But um, that that's that's really good isn't it really with all the legal rights now and um yeah that that's really interesting so so in terms of the child arrangements at mm. the end of a civil partnership then what, yeah. how does that work so with children arrangements the the court's paramount consideration is the interests of the child what's in their best interest and this is known as the paramount principle um and whether the part parents are married um, in a civil partnership or unmarried, as long as they are able to establish parental responsibility for the children. So that means they have um, a legal, quote unquote, right um, to um, make big decisions about the children, such as um, up upbringing, um, religion, schooling, health. So this is usually obtained by way of a birth certificate or a parental responsibility order, then civil partners have exactly the same rights. They are not treated any differently because the court's focus will be on what is the uh, best interests of that child. Right. OK, that's brilliant. So so in regards to child arrangements, then sorry, just to just to elaborate a little bit further, sure. there's no parent that actually instantly gets you don't use the word custody sorry child <laughs> arrangement yeah um there, there's no parent that it's almost like that they try and amicably sort it out between themselves initially and then you can apply um to 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 get help if you need it yes so if I mean we always try to um encourage clients to deal with things to, to deal with child arrangements in an amicable way mm. and again this is for the best interest of the child um, but if that doesn't work and either parent needs to make an application to the court, then they just need to prove that they have parental responsibility. So that's by having their name on a birth certificate, for example. Yeah. And they will neither father nor mother or even mother, mother, father, father have any higher rights to the child. It's what's it's who is able to meet the child's daily needs. And gone are the days where 
mothers are given greater rights. I still find that people are still have that have that misunderstanding, but really it's what's go- who's going to be able to look at look after the child on a daily basis, and it doesn't matter whether that is the mother or the father or the type of relationship that the parents have. And again, this is because the court's paramount consideration is the welfare of that child. That makes sense. Right. OK. And and in regards then to financial arrange, arrangements around a civil partnership, mm. or, sorry, at the end of a civil partnership, should I say, mm. ha, does that work exactly the same as marriage as well? Yes, very similar. So what the courts will consider is any um, assets um, in a civil partnership that are either owned in um, sole names or joint names. And these include pensions. And when it comes to dividing those assets, um, now the courts, the family courts have a wide discretion in divvying up assets. But what they will consider in their decisions are factors such as the length of the civil partnership, whether there are any children, they would look at the income of each party and the earning capacity or any other financial resources they will look at the the financial needs and obligations the standard of living um, the ages of the parties whether there are any physical or mental disability and any contributions that either partner makes now I just want to say that with contributions it doesn't necessarily mean financial contributions if an individual in a civil partnership Um, spends most of the partnership raising the children for example whilst the other partner goes out to work and earns you know earns the money the courts akin the contributions made to the family as a full-time job so a party is not going to be prejudiced because they haven't been able to get up on the career ladder and earn their maximum income capacity and they're not able to build a mortgage capacity or build on their pension pot, the courts will take that into consideration um, in divvying up the assets to give that disadvantaged party, so to speak, Mm. or financially disadvantaged party, an opportunity to make up for that shortfall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and finally, um, Sonari, I'm sorry for all the questions we've had That's loads okay. today. We've covered a lot. <laughs> um, but can you change from a civil partnership into a marriage? And if you can, is there any reason why you won't? Um, this is an interesting question. Um, I you can change a civil partnership into a marriage. Um, but in terms of why, I'm just not quite sure, to be honest, Carla. I think it's such an individual preference um, that maybe a couple might want to re-solidify their partnership in a different way. Um, given that both civil partnerships and marriages are so similar, but you know, there's just differences in terminology, um, I, I'm not quite sure why they would want to change. I think that's a question that's best asked to somebody who's been through that process. Yes, <laughs> yes, that would be my next mission <laughs> to find someone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's brilliant, Sonaria. And can, would you mind just um, telling us a bit more about Parfit Cresswell and also how we can find out more information from you and, and where we can find you as well? Of course. So Parfit Cresswell, our multinational firm, they are based um, across the southeast. We have 10 different offices in Berkshire, London, West Sussex. And um, any one of our, our team members, doesn't matter where we are, we're all experts in what we do, are able to assist. We deal with family law, um, private clients, that's wills and probate. We also deal with property and litigation. Um, we offer 
um, a free half an hour initial consultation with any of our experts. So you're not going to be speaking with anybody who's um, unqualified. Um, you get to have that first class um, expert service from the get go. Um, all you would need to do is ring up um, on our number is 0300 555 That's 0300 555 And a member of our wonderful client services team will put you forward to one of our experts. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Zanari, for your time today. Um, I really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll speak to you again soon on another subject. That will be great. I'd love to come back. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to My Bumped Babies Expert Podcast. If you are struggling with any family law issues or you need any advice, you can find your local family law solicitor in our directory. Wondering what's on in your local area? Come and join our weekly newsletter where we share the classes and groups that are on in your local area. From pregnancy to preschool, we have you covered. Click the link below this podcast to receive your newsletter each week, every Sunday, so you know what's on and you can plan your week ahead.